1: It's Thursday, March 24th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, we're two weeks away from opening day. Does it, does it feel like we're two weeks away already? <laughs> it, it just it, it's it's upon us like uh, like the coming storm, I guess. Uh, yesterday, the Guardians uh, fell to uh, Los Angeles six to two in glendale uh shane Bieber had uh, a pretty rough first outing uh, of the spring
0: yeah uh shane gave up a home run to the first guy he uh faced uh gavin lux the uh the uh, prospect for the dodgers that uh, was mentioned heavily a couple years ago in the lindor deal in the lindor trade talks uh he had a, a lead off home run then uh, he gave up a three-run homer in the second and he was gone so uh Shane Bieber, not a great outing. First time out this spring, one in third innings, four runs, three hits, two homers, a walk, and a strikeout. But after the game, he said he felt felt fine. He felt strong. Uh, he felt he's in a position that where he can throw a ton of pitches, but he's just taking it very, very slowly. Uh, and uh, he said he was. He, he said he didn't feel very athletic. He said he was kind of stuck in his delivery and he was kind of slow to the plate and uh, so i think um, it sounds like in his next bullpen session before his next start he may face some uh, live hitters and uh, maybe that will make him a little more competitive and get him more, more in the flow of this
1: thing yeah it's interesting uh, normally it's not something like that know in a, in a in a first uh, in an early spring training start with beaver it's not necessarily something mechanical for him it's sometimes it's just uh, you know a <laughs> I'm, I'm throwing uh, uh, change-ups, or I'm working on a slider or a curve, and, and and maybe that's why it leads to the results that you see, but he could still come out of a, a, a start like that and and have positives to take away. This one, he comes out and he says he's got something to work on. His There were, there was something mechanically that wasn't there, and he's he's got to work on it in his next session. Normally, after the first spring training start, you think, okay, well, that's not a big deal. He's got two or three more spring training starts to go. And he can he can work on something like that. Uh, there's 14 days until opening day. Uh, is is Bieber in danger of not being the uh, the opening day starter for Cleveland? Well, I think
0: yeah, I would not. It, it could happen, Joe. Um, you know, uh, Carl Carl Willis was and Francona have been talking about. You know, maybe they're, they're going to have to open with the rot- rotation not you know traditionally as, as it would unfold. You know, maybe it'll just be who's ever day falls on April 7th. He's the guy that's going to start there. And uh, you go from there because, you know, uh, Terry Francona was talking yesterday. Usually, you know, pitchers are built up to uh, 80 to hundred pitches by the start of uh, the regular season. Now they're only going to be at 65. And, uh, you know, that's, that's their goal. You know, ideally that each pitcher would each starter would be at 65 pitches when the season starts. And, uh, So, you know, I think you're going to be really cautious and see, you know, who might be the, who might be really, really the most fit and most, uh, you know, prepared for that start, that opening day start.
1: Yeah, if you think about it, uh, you know, 15 days from uh, yesterday would be opening day. However, uh, you know, that does that give Beaver enough chance enough chances to make two starts before? Uh, that that opening day start that that's the you know the the real possibility there is that it maybe he gets delayed by a day or two. who knows? Uh, there's there's not a lot uh, else to to talk about other than uh, from that game other than Elon Morgan going two scoreless uh, and and good outings from the relievers, uh, Class A and ghost.
0: Yeah, you know, Eli Morgan looks huge to me, Joe. He's not that. He looks like a like a fullback. I don't know if he gained weight, but he, he's like, you know, he's like uh, like wide and, and maybe I, I've never, you know, maybe this is the first time I've seen him, you know, because we have we weren't in the locker rooms, but uh, but he looks he looks big, he looks stronger, and I think he's going to play a role in, the, in that. You know, if they use that piggyback system, he could, uh, you know, definitely open the season as one of the extra starters and uh you know with i a 28 man uh, roster and he looked good he, he was he was thrown hard and you know, the, uh, going. Yeah, i was like, gonna say
1: what, what did the change-up look what did the change-up look like last uh, yesterday yeah he,
0: he, he did a nice job he did a nice job with it and uh he just kind of cruised you know two hits two strikeouts no runs two innings and uh you know no, no nothing to it
1: was, uh, was Emmanuel Classé just uh, as, as we expect, Emmanuel Classé?
0: Yeah, he gave up two hits, a walk and a, and a, and a strikeout. So, you know, he was kind of uh, up and down a little bit.
1: And Anthony Ghost, uh, that's the one we've, we've really got to keep our eye on because, you know, if he's able to carry over what he was doing at the end of last season uh, into this year, then then, you know, Cleveland's got something there.
0: Yeah, he, one inning, no runs, one walk, one K. You know, it's uh, you know typical first outing, I think, for both Class A and and uh, and Ghosts. And uh, you know, I, I just think uh, you know they're probably I, I would think those are the guys you least have to worry about, especially Class A. Uh, but um, you know, Ghosts, we we you know we know you know that his issue is control. He's got a, you know he's got the great arm, but he's going to have to you know throw the ball over the plate. And he, he did that, you know, for most of last season. Has
1: there, Have there been any updates on uh, James Karinczak, who was scratched from his first appearance earlier this week uh, because of some stiffness in his arm? Yeah, he was, uh, you
0: know, uh, Francona talked about that uh, yesterday. Um, he is going to get some, uh, he'll, he'll go through some tests today to uh, test the the strength in the arm. And if he passes those, then they'll you know, start getting him back on a throwing program and trying to work him back in, into games. And also, Joe, I think uh, there were reports, John Heyman was reporting that uh, Brian Shaw, it's, it's official that he signed a one year, $3 million deal. You know, he was at the complex yesterday, I would imagine taking a physical. So uh, that, you know, that it's good to have a, they were looking for a veteran and they found one in
1: Shaw. Yeah, well, uh, three million dollars—it's a—it's a spending spree for Cleveland. Uh, who knows uh, where where things will go from there? Uh, great news to see uh, Brian Shaw back. Uh, he certainly, even if he uh, you know doesn't log eighty-one appearances in this upcoming season, uh, he still provides a, a presence and a, sort of a, a calming effect in that bullpen when you've got guys like uh, uh, Hentges and Stefan and. Uh, a lot of youngsters out there who, who sort of need that, that presence and that guidance throughout the season.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, Carl Willis was talking about that over the weekend and said, you know, it's obvious we need a veteran presence, but you have to have the right guy. And uh, I think Shaw is the right guy. He's proven that on, you know, two different times with the Indies, two different tours.
1: Yeah. They're, they're quite comfortable with him. Uh, this, uh, this afternoon, Cal Quantrill going to make his first start uh, against the Mariners at uh, Goodyear. Uh, We should expect to see see guys like uh, Hentges and uh, Justin Garza um, uh, out there at at some point. Yeah,
0: yeah. Quantrill, you know, we're starting to see the starters roll out here, Joe. You know, we saw we saw Bieber we saw, you know, um, uh, Logan Allen. Uh, we saw Tristan and, and Plisak and now Quantrill will go today. Uh, Aaron Savali will go Friday and that'll complete uh, really the first turn through the rotation. And, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. You know, Quantrill is, uh, you know, just uh, settled his arbitration case, just like uh, Beaver. And I'm sure, you know, that's that's a weight off his mind and he'll be ready to pitch today.
1: Yeah, and and he looked like he was, uh, you know, ready to go. The last time we talked to him, he was looked like he was ready to run through the wall and and start pitching uh, that day. Uh, it's it's just uh, it, it's even more reassuring the way that Tristan and uh, Cal Quantrill sort of finished up last season to add them to that rotation. Now knowing what you you already have with Savali and Plesac and Bieber, uh, if those guys are able to come back. And, and be anything like they were uh, in, the, in, in July, August, September, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a good sign for this, uh, this Guardians club.
0: Yeah, and I think they can, you know, you know they feel like they belong now. You know, Quantrill was really trying to win a job last year, came into camp and really kind of, you know, got behind, you know, really, really didn't, didn't help himself. He was struggling, maybe putting a little too much pressure on himself. Um, McKenzie... know was kind of in and out he had and uh but now they're like you said they both had great you know good second halves uh last season they they know they're in the rotation if if everything breaks the way it should
1: and uh you know i think that's that does a lot to ease a player's mind all right well last night we were uh at the greater cleveland sports awards uh it was uh a little bit uh, Guardians uh, baseball-centric there uh, for, for some of the awards. Uh, Jose Ramirez was up for professional athlete of the year. The award eventually went to Miles Garrett uh, for his performance over the past uh, Brown season. But uh, Jose Ramirez, uh, obviously very deserving of the consideration as the, the one of the top pro athletes in Cleveland. Uh, again, uh, finished, what, sixth in the MVP voting was by far and away the, the best player on, uh, on the Guardians roster last season. Uh, and, and he's done it consistently for a long time. I think eventually Jose is going to win one of those uh, 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 Pro Athlete of the Year awards at the, at the sports awards. Uh, and then there was an opportunity to, to sort of reflect and look back at uh, some Indians history, as well as CC Sabathia was honored with the Lifetime Achievement Award. Uh, his teammates, uh, Jensen Lewis and Kenny Lofton. Uh, presented him for the award. There was a, a nice video that featured uh, Tom Hamilton and uh, former teammates like Ellis Burks uh, talking about Sabathia and not just the player that he was uh, for eight seasons here in Cleveland, but also the the philanthropy and the charity work that he's done uh, since that uh, 2007 2008 season um, when he started his Pitch In Foundation, uh, and he always worked with the Boys and Girls Clubs of Northeast Ohio. Just seeing Cece uh, at the at the event at Rock and Mortgage Field House was was great. Just because he looks like a completely different person. Yes,
0: yeah, Cece. You know, this is the Cece they wanted. To, they wanted to see on the <laughs> mound. I think the Indians most of the time, but not the. Uh, but you know, I think you know pitchers. I think uh, sometimes when they get, you know, Cece looks great. Is what I'm trying to say. He's lost a lot of weight. He looks, you know, he looks like a movie star. For gosh sakes. And, uh, you know, when he pitched for the Indians, you know, I remember Charlie Manuel saying, I'm not sure what his playing weight is, his ideal playing weight is, but I'm pretty sure it's not 290 to 300 pounds. And, but that's what CC pitched at. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's, that's where he was most effective. Obviously he had a great career, you know, kind of maybe a borderline hall of fame or maybe a hall of famer and uh, Cy young winner. And when, you know, pitchers lose too much weight, they kind of, you know, that they, they can go in an opposite direction. So, you know, CC timed his uh, transformation very well.
1: Well, what he hasn't lost is the uh, is the giant smile on his face. You so he, he just sort of uh, lit up the room, and, and everybody who came in to contact with him last night, who was in his sphere, sort of, uh, you know, snapping pictures. He was telling stories. Uh, he was asked about, you know, if if the the CC who was was taken in the draft, and and you know. Came to Cleveland as a 17-year-old and introduced and, and sort of walked around, uh, you know, put through his paces that, that day after the, the draft. Uh, would believe that he'd be back, you know, 20-some years later, uh, you know, receiving a Lifetime Achievement Award in Cleveland. And he said, no, man, that, that, that 17-year-old kid got put on a plane to Burlington, North Carolina and, and, oh, cried, his, and cried himself to sleep that night because he didn't believe that, that he sort of belonged. And I think that that's a, a, a great story just to, to sort of indicate you, you never know uh, how things are going to shake out, but, but CC has, has he's, he's done all the right things. And when it comes to, um, you know, what he means to the community and what he continues to mean here in Cleveland and what he continues to want to try and do with his life beyond baseball.
0: Yeah. Just, uh, you know, he's really be, he's like an ambassador for the game and uh... Just a good guy, never really changed. You know, he's always that kind of a friendly guy. I remember after he left Cleveland. You know, sometimes we didn't we didn't see eye to eye when he when I covered him, and when he went to Cleveland and ended up with uh, the Yankees, I went into the the, um, the Yankees locker room, and I wasn't sure, you know, exactly how he'd uh, you know I wanted to talk to him. I wasn't sure how he'd welcome me, and he said, "Come get over here, come on, Hoagians," <laughs> and he said, you know, so. It was you know it was the same he was the same guy and i always appreciated that
1: well the last time he was in cleveland was back in august and uh, it was for the dedication of uh, a renovated ballpark at luke easter park and they named it after uh, cc it's cc sabathia all-star park and uh you know this time he comes in they give him a lifetime achievement award i asked him i said you know hey uh, every time you come to Cleveland uh, lately, they they give you an award or they they recognize you in some way, a ballpark or an award. He's like, It'd make you want to come back here a little more often. He said, he says as long as they got some good golf courses, I'll be fine. So you know what you know what's taking up a lot of CC's time right now is uh, the uh, the sweet swing that he had when he when he would hit as a pitcher, uh, still there in, in the in the uh, golf swing. I think that's great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, last night or yesterday, we got to see. Uh, a, a, little, a little bit on uh, Twitter, there were a couple of reports and uh, sort of led us in the direction to, uh, to track down Jose Ramirez's agent. Uh, there was a report that Ramirez's representatives were in Goodyear trying to work out a long-term contract with, with Cleveland. And uh, I, I think uh, you did a little investigating and, and found out that might not be the case.
0: Well, yeah, right. Uh, I talked to uh, Rafi Nie- Nieves, uh, uh, you know Jose's agent. He was in, still in Los Angeles. So it was. He said it, that was news to him that he was in Goodyear talking about an extension. And uh, he said, uh, you know, he said, you know, we talked about some things. And it's clear to me that, you know, I think Jose would would love to sign here. Would love to play his whole career here. But uh, you know, the question is, you know, do do you? Do you make a, a, a commitment along the lines of uh, Chris Bryant, Freddie Freeman, Marcus Simeon kind of type contract to keep him? And, you know, that's that's in the Indians ball court in the Indians court. So, you know, we've seen in the past that they haven't done that. And, uh, you know, so I, I guess that's where it sits. You know, I think if there is progress, if the Indians indicate there is interest. Well, you know, they, they will, they will, there will be some talks. They talked about it um, during, you know, before the lockout, you know, they kicked the tires on it. you know, they were, I don't think there were serious conversations, but obviously it was broached. Uh, The Indians had a lot of different things. The guardians had a lot of different things going on. You know, the lease with the city, uh, David Blitzer, the, you know, the minority owner, was he in or out? Um, and, and then, of course, the lockout came. So, uh, you know, I think things are kind of right up in the air right now. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out, Joe. Unfortunately, we've been through this one too many times. He'll, he'll be 31 after 2023. So, you know, and, and, you know, Freeman was is 32, and he signed that, you know, he signed that, that long contract, that six-year contract with the Dodgers. You know, Bryant is 33 you know, he signed the, 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 you know, that monster deal with uh, the Rockies. So in Simeon, Simeon's 31, I believe he signed, you know, the deal with uh, Texas. So there is, you know, there is a, a you know, a, a case, there is a, you know, precedent set for, you know, uh, players Ramirez, Ramirez's age getting those kind of deals.
1: So you're talking about somewhere in the 25 to $28 million uh, a year average annual, Uh, value for the contract uh, and that's not including any sort of signing bonus or anything like that right right right
0: so we'll see how it happens you know we'll see what works out but uh, you know I I don't think uh, I don't know I think you know it's 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 nice to think about uh, Ramirez finishing his career in Cleveland you know that the odds of that happening are are not good
1: right it's uh, it's nice to think about that it's also kind of gut-wrenching to think about uh, you know, having to watch him play for another team, that would be even worse. So uh, I don't know, uh, just, just understanding uh, the history here in Cleveland and, and hoping that uh, if if something like you mentioned with David Blitzer works out, that that works out, you know, soon enough to, to be an influence or an impact on any sort of uh, discussion about a deal, that would be uh, tremendous, I, I think, in, in and in a positive thing in trying to keep uh, Jose here. All right, Hoinsey, uh, it's going to wrap it up for today's podcast. Uh, we'll look forward to uh, hearing about uh, Cal Quantrill's first spring outing uh, on uh, uh, Friday. And uh, we'll talk to you again here on the Clean Baseball Talk podcast. Good deal, Joe.